Hello, and welcome to Ancient Words, the Bible teaching podcast from Jerry Crow Ministries. My name is Jerry Crow, and I will be your teacher as we study the Word of God together. And now, today's lesson. Before we turn to our scripture today, I want you to take a moment and imagine a grapevine. Do you have it in your mind's eye? Now this grapevine is very old, but it still produces the best fruit. This particular vine is also quite large. There is one central vine, and off of that one vine, there are many millions of branches growing. Each of these branches has clusters of grapes growing. As you further examine this vine, you notice that each of the branches has a name. The oldest branches has the names Peter, John, James, Matthew, several other names that are familiar. You continue looking and there are branches named Paul, Barnabas, Timothy, and Titus. As your curiosity and wonder are stimulated, you see branches with names of people you know. Then you see it. There is a branch that has your name on it. This is your branch. As you look at the base of your branch where it meets the vine, you notice that the vine also has a name. This name is one you are quite familiar with because the name on the vine is Jesus. Now, let us turn in our Bibles to John chapter 15. We will begin with verse 1 and read through verse 8. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. Let us pray. Father God, we are thankful for your word and for your love. We are thankful for who you are in our lives. Open our ears to hear from you today that we may become those branches which bear much fruit. Open our eyes to see what is not of you, that we may be pruned. It is in the name of your Son, Jesus, we ask these things. Amen. Let us picture the scene here. Jesus and his disciples have finished taking their Passover meal together. It was at this time after the meal that Jesus had shown humility in washing the feet of the disciples. 
It was during the course of the meal that he took the bread and the wine and instituted communion. It was also during this time that Satan entered Judas Iscariot, and he left the fold to betray Jesus. After the meal, they are sitting together, and Jesus continues to teach them. In chapter 13, Jesus gives his new commandment that we love one another, found in verses 31 through 35. In chapter 14, he tells us that he is the only way to the Father, and that the Father is revealed in him. He also promises to send the Holy Spirit, among other wonderful teachings, we do not have time to discuss at this time. You can read it for yourself and gain insight into the scene. At the end of chapter 14, Jesus tells his disciples, Arise, let us go from here. Now, John at this point does not tell us where they are going, but we can gather from the other gospel records that they are on their way to Gethsemane. We can gather that this part of the conversation took place either before they left the house where they had their Passover meal or during the walk to the garden. Either way, he has the full attention of the remaining disciples and hopefully he has our attention as well. He says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away and every branch that bears fruit he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. A vine dresser is one who plants the vine in a vineyard. The job of the vine dresser is to make sure the vine is productive and yields fruit. He accomplishes this task by keeping the vine clear of branches which are unfruitful. He also prunes away unnecessary parts of fruitful branches so they will continue to grow and bear fruit. As the vine dresser, it is God the Father who has planted the vine, which is Jesus. He also cuts away those branches which are not fruitful and prunes those branches which are fruitful. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. The word abide here means to stay in a given place, state, relation, or expectancy. I believe it would be safe to say, in this instance, we can interpret this word abide as to stay in relation to Jesus. It is, after all, that relationship with Jesus which gives us access to the Father and to His power, comfort, healing, love, and all the other benefits the Father gives His children. As long as we maintain that relationship with Jesus, He will help us and enable us by the power of the Holy Spirit within us to bear fruit. Apart from that relationship, we are unable to bear fruit. Jesus explains this in the next verses. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned.
looking at verse 6, Charles Spurgeon says this, which should be to us a stern warning. That is all that can be done with fruitless vine branches. You cannot make anything of them. Other trees yield timber and are useful for various purposes. But with the vine, it is as the prophet Ezekiel says, Son of man, what is the vine tree more than any tree, or than a branch which is among the trees of the forest? Shall be taken thereof to do any work? Or will men take a pen of it to hang any vessel thereon? Behold, it is cast into the fire for fuel. The fire devoureth both ends of it, and the midst of it is burned. Is it meat for any work? It is useless if it is fruitless. And so is it with us. If we do not bear fruit unto God, we are of no service to him whatsoever. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. Here is another benefit to that staying relationship with Jesus. It is through a consistent relationship with him that we are able to pray effectively, and our prayers be answered. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. It is in bearing fruit that God the Father is glorified on the earth. It is also a mark of discipleship to Jesus. But now we must answer the question which has been lingering in our thoughts since we began. What is the fruit we are called to bear? I have heard many well-meaning ministers teach from John 15 and conclude that our fruit should be the souls of others. While this answer is good, I do not think it is necessarily scriptural. If the fruit that we are to bear is to bring others into salvation, then are we not attempting to add branches to the vine of our own accord? It is not ours to add branches to the vine, it is ours to bear fruit. So what is the fruit? Let us turn to Galatians chapter 5 to find the answer. Verse 22 says this, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. It is more in line with Scripture to say that the fruit we bear is that which the Holy Spirit plants within us. By cultivating the fruit of the Spirit in ourselves, we may be able to be a witness to salvation. So this brings us to the work of the Father as the vine dresser. If we are to bear fruit, we may need to be pruned of some things which prevent growth. Let us examine ourselves in these areas. Number one, love. Do we show love to those around us? Or do we still hold little grudges with people who have done us wrong in some way? Number two, joy. Are we truly joyful? Or is our experience more moment-to-moment -moment happiness and sadness? Number three, 
peace. Are we doing as Paul said and living at peace with all men whenever possible? Or do we look for opportunities to have strife with others? Number four, long-suffering or patience. Are we patient with others? Or do we have patient for a moment and then blow up at the slightest inconvenience? Number five, kindness. Are we truly kind to others? Do we do nice things for people with no expectation of reward? Or are we looking for something in return for being kind? Number six, goodness. Are we genuinely good people? Number seven, faithfulness. Are we faithful? Do we do what we say we are going to do when we say we are going to do it? Number eight, gentleness. How do we react when someone speaks ill of us or does something to us that affects us negatively? Number nine, self-control. Have we put our bodies in total submission to the Spirit of God within us? I would like to invite each of us to examine ourselves by these questions. Perhaps, like me, you find yourself not being as fruitful in some of these areas as you know you should be. I wholeheartedly believe that, as disciples of Jesus Christ, all of us wish to be fruitful. There may be some areas we are abounding in fruit and some areas where our fruit is rotting. That rotting fruit could easily start to spread to other fruits on our branch if not dealt with properly and immediately. So let's pray. Father God, we come to you as branches on the vine. You see our fruits and you know which ones are rotten. Take your shears and remove that rotting fruit from us. Cast it far from us as we repent for bearing rotten fruit. Let us grow in your grace and be bearers of good fruit, branches on the vine worthy to bring you all the glory and honor you deserve. Let those around us see our good fruit and thereby come to you because of our witness. We thank you for doing these things in us. It is in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we ask these things. Amen. Thank you for listening to Ancient Words, the Bible teaching podcast from Jerry Crow Ministries. We hope that you are encouraged by the Word of God. Remember to take a moment and look up today's scriptures and dig into the Word for yourself. For more information about Jerry Crow Ministries, please go to www.jerrycrowministries.com. There you can find information about the ministry, contact information, and catch up on some of our latest writings. Tune in next time for more biblical understanding. May God bless you and keep you in our Lord Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit.